0: Guess what? I just got engaged. Yes, thank you, thank you. Wait, no, no, I I don't mean engaged to get married. I've been happily married for many years now. No, what I mean is that I've been engaged as in something has occupied, attracted my interest and attention. That's based on Google's definition. What got my attention was the lack of engagement in the educational realm. With schools closing, everything being moved online, many educators, as well as parents, weren't sure how to proceed with all the Zoom sessions, how to use Google Classrooms effectively. Basically, how to engage students to want to learn. And and, and that's really been the topic of our discussion in the last six episodes. Now, the interesting thing is, this wasn't something that just popped up with the pandemic. This has been an underlying issue with education for a while now. And last week, I had the honor to host a session for teachers and educators in the LA area to better understand how to engage students during this time. And I'm gonna share some of the information that I presented to them with you now. What's interesting was that I started to realize my history as a magician and my experiences as an educator they were very similar. Both the magician and the educator are hired to perform or just basically get on a stage or a screen and were asked to inspire, to amaze, to create a sense of wonder. And yet when we get on the stage it's very nerve-wracking because there usually is not a familiar face to look at, nobody's smiling at you, nobody's there to help you succeed, and if you do a good job, uh, you'll know because at the end, people will come up to you and tell you how amazing you were and how much you've inspired them. People will always tell you, man, being a teacher must be a very awesome career, the, the, the wonderful things you must do. Man, being a magician it must be awesome to, to show magic to all these different people. And yet, when it's time to get paid, guess what? All sorts of excuses comes out. So with that, I started to discover and understand there are three elements that can make a performance or presentation magical. Now I hope you understand this is not just for teachers, but for any parents who wants to present something to their kid and want to engage their kid, their child, and anyone that wants to put on a presentation and possibly engage their employees or investors. Hopefully this is something that can help you. Now, before I get into the three elements of engagement, I want to reiterate the importance of the three pillars. If you haven't figured out by now, everything that I talk about is supported by the three pillars. And the three pillars were education has to be experiential, it has to have the room to make allow the student to make mistakes, and what I call education, which is you have to be part of the education process. But I've been playing with those ideas, and by thinking about them some more, this is what the three pillars have grown to be. First, the pillar of education has to be experiential. That hasn't changed its name. But now it's incorporating the you in education part because you have to be part of the experience. You as the educator, you as the parent, you as the presenter, you have to be a part of it. Second pillar has now changed. Now I call it the dynamic pillar, which means for education to be effective, education has to be dynamic. And this still includes the room to make mistakes. This still is asking the educator to remember to allow mistakes but now it's also including the space for adapting to change because change is also something that's gonna happen when we learn from our mistakes we're gonna have to figure out oh, this didn't work so we're gonna have to change something about what we're presenting so change was an important part that I wanted to include and that's why we changed the second pillar so now the second pillar is now called the dynamic pillar. In the third pillar, well, this has changed as well. It's called Be Inspiring. But honestly, I'm not completely set on that name just yet, because while the second pillar changed its name, it still held on to the same ideas from the previous second pillar. This third pillar not only changes its name, but it's also changed the philosophy. So I'm going to play with it some more. For the time being, we're just going to call this third pillar the Be Inspiring Pillar. So we're going to now talk about the three elements of engagement. These are the three things that I believe make a presentation, make a performance engaging. Again, this pertains to if you're going to go on stage to perform something, if you're going to go on stage to make a speech, or if you're just going to be home, teaching your child, doing some sort of lesson, informal lesson with your child, or if you're a teacher, doing a formal lesson with your student and or students. The first element of engagement is personality. The personality is going to be the first impression your audience has of you. It's the defining feature that lets the spectator know why they should be invested emotionally into your your presentation, into your performance. Now, you see this with magicians, because the first thing that you notice is they're dressed in these fancy tuxes or very uh, prestigious sort of clothing. But you also see this with social influencers as well. Now, they don't dress up in fancy clothes, but you get to know their personalities right away, within about 30 seconds of their clip, because they have to capture your attention right away. What the quarantine has showed us is that one of the reasons that parents and educators are having a tough time to engage students is that adults usually don't have a quote-unquote special personality when they want to engage their own child or their student. Usually it's it's more like a do as I say because I'm an adult sort of concept, right? We, we, we tell them, I'm your mom, I'm your dad, what I say goes. However, have you noticed that kids usually bond with those Wacky uncles or those silly aunts? Well, the reason is because those adults have a personality that draws the kids' attention. It engages them. Now, the personality can be an extension of who you are, or it could be someone who embodies the characteristics that you possibly want to work on. Now, this is very similar to, you know, going on a first date and trying to be the best you. Now, I'm not saying that you're not the best you, you're, you're already the best you possible, but usually when we go on first dates, the idea is that we want to present uh, this part of us that engages the other person and makes the other person want to be happy to interact with you. So parents, instead of talking at your child, my one of my suggestions would be use a funny voice, be silly. Educators, come up with a superhero or a secret identity or be the lead singer that you've always wanted to be when you're eight. I get it you're gonna get weird looks but trust me you're gonna have a lot more eyes on you too. The second element of engagement is the script. Now this is not like a reality TV show where everything's scripted. When I say having a script it simply means to have a direction have an outline of where you want your performance your presentation to go writing a script isn't just writing down hello my name is chi and today i'm going to be doing this a very important part of writing a script is knowing your audience when you're performing for a particular type of crowd certain adjustments are going to need to be made to ensure that you capture the attention of your audience for example Uh, When I perform for a retirement crowd, I'm not going to make any comments about Fortnite or Instagram, whereas if I'm performing for a younger crowd, I will tailor my script to include things like TikTok or pop culture references. Now, when I perform magic for an organization, for any sort of programs, I will spend time to learn as much as I can about that particular organization and their field. I make A hard effort to include jokes that are relevant to the program and to the organizers. I actually spent a couple of hours finding the right jokes just to start off the evening because for me I believe a good joke will get everyone to be loose and it lets them know hey this person they're funny let's let's listen to what he or she might have to share with us. For educators presenters this is more than just your curriculum this is more than just what you say it's how you say it. It's finding the right words. Remember when we talked about prep time in episode 3? This is where it takes place. The script. Oh, one more thing. Part of knowing how to have a flow to your script is to go out and make mistakes because you'll learn what works and what doesn't. The third element of engagement, that's the effect. This is what most people will remember about your presentation. This is where the magic happens. This is where the magicians do their effects. This is where the singers sing, the jugglers juggle, the chefs present their food, the presenter grabs the attention of the room and makes his or her mark. The effect has to be so stupendous, so wonderful, so amazing that the people are just stunned. But the irony is that the effect has to seem easy the singer just seems to open their mouth and beautiful notes just happen to come out the jugglers they're just throwing things in the air over and over again catching them throwing them back up the food oh it was just a piece of super delicious chicken or pie or whatever the presenter they just they just told a beautiful emotional story what the audience can't know is how it was all done. Because then it's not magical. Think about it. When you first saw the thumb trick by your dad or mom or uncle, aunt, grandma, grandpa, you were astounded to how they were able to break their thumb and just move it back and forth. You wanted to see more, you wanted to learn more about it. You were engaged. Heck, you even tried to do it yourself. Now think about this, when you learn how it actually worked, you weren't so engaged anymore. You didn't think it was magical anymore. The effects that you show to your student, to your child, to your audience, has to seem seamless. That requires prep. That requires you to try different things and fail at some of them. Once you adapt to the mistakes that you make, then you know how to present it in a way that's amazing. When your audience sees what you have to show them as magical, then they are engaged and they're going to want to see more. So again, parents, instead of telling your child how something works, present it in a way that's a performance. Same thing with educators, same things with presenters. The quarantine that has kept us in, the, in our homes for the last few weeks, it's really emphasizing this message. Technology is not the reason we're losing engagement. Here we have Zoom, GoToMeetings, Google Hangout, Google Classrooms, a whole bunch of technology at our fingertips. And yet, we still can't seem to engage our audience. Because the technology is just a tool. We have to learn how to use these tools to our advantage. Someone emailed me after my presentation last week and they said, oh, it was great, but I can't do the magic that you're doing. I want to emphasize I'm not here to tell you to learn magic. I'm here to say that every one of us has something magical to share. You just have to learn how to craft it and how to deliver it in a way that will speak to your audience. I'm simply hoping that I can share something with you that will start you on your journey to figuring out what is your magic. And as part of what I'm saying about engagement, one of the things that, again, I, I preach is you have to do it. So I've created a parody video. I've always loved parody videos, I think, to be able to write something that parodies something in existence. Uh, it takes a lot of time and takes a lot of effort and i love coming up with these ideas so i created a parody video to the maroon 5 music video called girls like you for those of you that are into pop music i'm sure you've probably heard of that i created a video called kids like you and it's for parents that have young children at this time and i hope you like it so i'm going to include the link in our podcast but you can also go to YouTube and search kids like you parody and it's one of the top ones there again this is not something that was done overnight this took me a week to put together and I've been doing a lot of video work ever since high school we we've always enjoyed doing some sort of parody films and so forth so I just sort of got back to my roots uh, during this time but if you're just starting the first time it's okay if you make mistakes it's okay if you're scared reach out to us at our Facebook page facebook.com backslash straight a consulting and let us know how we can help you in this endeavor as you're creating something magical as you're creating something that's gonna be engaging and after this we have the community education segment so make sure you stay around for it All right. I hope that this has been helpful I hope that it's inspired you to go out and create something that will engage your child, your students, and your audience. Good luck. All right, everybody. Welcome back. And once again, this is our community education segment. On the line, we have Rucha from Omnicare Healthcare at your fingertips. And that's located in Diamond Bar. Uh, Good afternoon. Rucha, how are you?
1: Good afternoon. I'm good.
0: So, I'm uh, good. How are you? Good. Thank you. I'm really happy that you're able to join us this afternoon. Please tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm Rucha Bhave. I'm a licensed homopathic physician licensed through AADP. That's American Association of Drugless Practitioners. I, uh, I was in my 8th grade when I was introduced to biology for the first time and we were taught structure and function of brain. I was mind blown to study it. So I decided to pursue medicine as my career. I got into medical school and circumstances then had me chose my speciality as homeopathy. I personally was unaware about healing powers of homeopathy because as a kid I always took allopathic treatment. As I started studying medicine and homeopathy, I learned how useful homeopathy can be. I myself tried homeopathy for minor ailments and it worked wonders for me. Uh, during my residency, I was stunned to study and observe uh, in the outpatient clinics how homeopathy benefited thousands of patients. I then started practicing homeopathy after getting my MD degree from India. What I observed during my residency and physician shadowing was that patients had to miss work or miss work hours, and it was a hassle even for single mothers to get to health care for themselves and their children. Sick patients who live by themselves first had to call their doctor's office to get an appointment, then drive to the clinic, get checked, wait for the medication to be ready, or drive to the pharmacy to get the medication. It's a process just to feel better when patients themselves are feeling sick. My clinic, Omnicare Healthcare at, the, at Your Fingertips, provides health care to individuals from comfort of their home. Omnicare simplifies health care for its patients by providing health care through telemedicine and medication delivery options. We also do in-home visits, so patients do not have to travel to the clinic. Behind the scenes, we strive hard to stock up the medication and deliver it in addition to maintaining accounts just like other clinics do. It also needs a lot of time and effort to create and maintain patient's notes as homeopathy prescribes for patients' constitution, for their physical, mental, and emotional well-being. So we interview our patients, uh, especially new patients, for at least one hour and our notes are at least five pages long. Omnicare had this vision to set up telemedicine six years ago. This is applicable, especially in today's scenario when we all are fighting the global epidemic, coronavirus. Speaking of pan- the, the pandemic, a lot of my who prefer meeting in person aren't able to do so right now, but we are working through telemedicine. I'd like all of our audience to know that homeopathy works wonders. It's gentle on human system and yet very effective to cure. There are no side effects, which makes homeopathy best treatments treatment for kids, be it allergy, teething problems, chronic constipation teenage problems to help focus, acne, and so on. I recently treated an infant with chronic constipation. Nothing helped him, but homeopathy helped. I just also recently managed one of my patients' knee surgery, both pre- and post-operative care. He did not need to take any pain medication from his doctor. Just homeopathy treatment helped him with his pain and overall recovery. I also manage his pre-surgery anxiety with homeopathy medications. So these are two of many examples of how homeopathy is helping our patients. Also, a quick note to our audience, please do not self-medicate with homeopathy medicines. They are available over-the-counter, but you need a professionally trained homeopath to decide right dose and potency for each individual, otherwise it won't work. We were doing free consultation over the past couple of weeks and at the moment we are offering consultation in as little as $25. My website is homopathymedication.com or you can reach me at 505-358-1972. Thank you so much.
0: Well, that was great information, Rucha. So, for some of the... Our audience, who's not exactly clear on what homeopathic medicine is, could you give kind of a brief overview on what it actually does and how it's different than Western medicine and the current medicine?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so homeopathy is based on principle like cure cures like, and um, so it basically treats patient as a whole and not his disease per se. So homeopathy treats um, the patient's illness and what's making him sick. What makes the person his will and understanding. So unlike allopathic medication, which treats the pathological changes or organ damage or the disease per se, um, homeopathy treats the person or the person's constitution. To give an example, there was a woman who was feeling sick. She she was not well, her bowel movements were uh, irregular, they weren't uh, um, up to the mark, so uh, overall she was feeling sick. So what happened was she got herself treated with homeopathy and she started feeling better. But in normal course, what would have happened was she would have gotten treated for constipation once her constipation got better then she um, suppression the suppressed constipation would have affected her more vital organs like liver kidneys and so on and then finally she got diagnosed with some kind of Bright's disease and that's what something uh, allopathy treats whereas homeopathy treated this patient's insomnia constipation and her overall feeling sick problem so um, definitely homeopathy works on physical mental and emotional well-being of the patient it treats whole patient rather than the disease
0: that, that was that was a great explanation uh, wow it sounds like a very wholesome holistic way of uh, looking at the patient rather than being very invasive and using medicine and so forth right okay awesome so uh, once again you can find out more Rucha why don't you uh, give the audience your uh, contact information once more just in case they missed it?
1: Sure. So my website is homeopathymedication.com H-O-M-E-O P-A-T-H-Y medication.com or you can reach me at 505 358
0: And so our audience members can go ahead and contact Rucha. And so you can do a consultation uh, over the phone. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct. I do consultations on the phone or FaceTime or uh, any video call uh, interface that the patient patient is comfortable with.
0: Okay. All right. And it's merely it was $25 per consultation? Correct. And how long is the consultation for?
1: The consultation will be
0: for one hour. Okay, sounds great. At this point, I know you know there's a lot of things that's going on. I know people are feeling anxious. I know people aren't sure what's going on. If you're having issues that you're not sure uh, what can help, definitely reach out to Rucha. She's a incredible member of the Diamond Bar community, but she's offering her services to everyone out there that's listening. So give her a call and see what she can help you with. Thank you, Rucha, for coming on today. And is there anything else you'd like to say to the audience before before we head on out?
1: Yes, definitely. Stay home, stay safe, and uh, take care of yourself and your family.
0: All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Rucha.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Uh, you too. Thank Bye-bye. You.